Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Scummy Mummies Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it is me, Ellie Gibson. And Ellie, we don't have one guest tonight. Is that because we have two guests? That is exactly right. We have Annabelle and Emily. Amazing scenes. And they are the middles, Ellie. <laughs> yes. And they're literally in the middle of us. <laughs> the middles of, of us. Uh, yes. Welcome. That was a very slick introduction. <laughs> welcome to, to middle Earth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah middle class. Yes. <laughs> so how are you? How are you feeling? You, your book has just come out. Well, we're pretty fucking excited, actually, uh, to be here on this sofa, the legendary... The DFS sofa. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I want to bounce up and down. Oh. I am actually bouncing up and down. She, but I have to be honest, she is always bouncing up and down. She bounces all day and all night. So, so you were the Tigger in the relationship? Yes. Are you, are you the poo? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the Eeyore. Okay. Oh, I see. I always love finding out who, who was connected to the, the Winnie the Pooh characters. I feel like I am poo. Ellie, you? Um, never had a lot of time for Winnie the Pooh. No? I think now. So. I feel like you're Rabbit. Oh, right. What's Rabbit like? Clever. Very clever. Very right. astute. Yes. Sounds, it's annoying there, isn't he? You're holding something back. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> but anyway, All right, we've got that, that done. I'll we've got that, that done. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was a poor introduction to these very fabulous women who are their mothers, their mid-alters, their authors, writers, and they have this amazing book authors called... Authors and writers. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> journalist. Let's call her a journalist. Cause that's, or a columnist, which I always hate saying because it always reminds me of colonoscopy. Uh, but... Um, <laughs> For some reason, it's a very similar process, I'm sure, Annabelle. Um, but the book is called I'm Absolutely Fine, A Manual for Imperfect Women. I mean, I'm just going, yes, at the title. It's a brilliant title. Well, how many times co- a day do you find yourself saying, I'm absolutely fine, when you feel absolutely fucked? Yeah, that is the British way, I feel. Yeah, you, that's what you I've learned. To learn that, yeah. I know, because yeah. often Ellie would say, how are you? I'm like, oh, well, I've got... She didn't want to know. No, how, how <laughs> In England, how are you is not a question. We, in with with the middle, we tried to turn it back into a question, mm. into some people's great surprise. Oh well, people. Oh gosh, you bold. Well, that's you? one of the ways that it came about. Is someone said to me, "How are you?" and I forgot that it wasn't a question, and said, "I'm so anxious, I can't sleep, and I'm thinking about death all the time." And uh, and they all started and they talking. Said, anyway, got to go. <laughs> no, they didn't. They said one said, "I 
don't want to fuck my husband, but I really love him. What am I going to do about that? Another said, I'm worried about dying on the streets. Another said, I've been on these meds for three years. And then Emily and I went away and started talking and said, hmm, they feel it and we feel it. Why don't we talk about it? Let's yeah. never go to that Sainsbury's again. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, because of all the content that we put out and everything and talk, the, all the discussions about our anxiety, when, when I say, how are you to people, they really answer. So the other day we were at a violin concert, school violin concert, which is an exercise in... Uh, in uh, oral 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 yes exactly oral agony yes um, <laughs> not and, oral agony that sounds like that's something different <laughs> <laughs> they do use that in Guantanamo now they just use children's carol concerts uh, and cello recitals yeah. our dog every time well the few times my daughter actually practices her violin the dog starts howling <laughs> <laughs> basically and wow. so do we so yes. it's like it's the whole family it's all worth it though anyway so you were at this violin concert I was at this violin concert and I asked my friend I said how are you and she said I do not feel validated at work I have a chest infection and I suspect that my therapist is a bit of a dick <laughs> and I said she said and how are you Emily and I said well my therapist is going away for six weeks and I'm a bit worried about it and we it was just an amazing moment where we completely connected and we we transcended to a higher plane of anxiety and everybody else around us slowly backed away <laughs> you were the weird people and yeah. you liked it I like it well you know part of this stuff is about unleashing your inner weirdo yeah. who is the part of you that thinks it's okay to be you so we're kind of it's quite fun to suddenly become the weirdo when you've been quite good girls and you've yeah. sort of played it slightly by the book Yeah, and then suddenly you hit 40 and you just sort of you know you've yeah. had enough you've had enough of slightly. the bullshit yeah. as well and yeah. you're tired and enough of the endemic cultural underestimation of grown-up women actually yeah i don't know what a busy working mum is i don't know what a you know deranged cougar or a tragic spinster is or you know we're all meant to be one thing at a time and actually we're looking at texture and crunch mm. i like it and so so how did you two meet we were always friends or or did this this meeting we, of well, we, we knew each other um, a little bit at school but not really we were at the same school oh. annabelle was in the year above me so she obviously disdained you know had total disdain for me and and, and all, still do <laughs> um and She's then the we, boss, found <laughs> we found ourselves we found ourselves working um we, our desks were next to, next to each other 15 years ago oh. and we just clung to each other like life rafts and we realized that it was a friendship that was yeah i don't know what meaningful yeah important I think yeah. and you know it, it was at that particular time in your late 20s when life suddenly starts hitting you incredibly hard and all the hangovers and the heartbreak and the what the fuck am I doing the dead dads and the addictions and the you know quite sounds like you live in East Enders. I was gonna say <laughs> yeah. it's a bit Corrie <laughs> so, so yeah so then um so how old are your kids now so you met before you had kids yeah mm. we met 15 16 years ago although obviously we were at school and uh, so now I have a soon-to-be nine-year-old uh, called Esme and a seven-year-old called Agnes. And they're badass. Oh, Badass rebel girls. Yes. And Annabelle? Absolutely. I have a four-year-old called Bluey, who is improbably blonde. And uh, a bit of a tiny dancer at the moment. Excellent. Oh, lovely. He has an excellent mother. He has moves. Yeah. And he doesn't get them from me. So we should say, The Minnow is not just the book, which obviously, you know, we're, we're all here to plug, but uh, it's also, <laughs> I mean, us, you're, yeah. a, you're a multimedia node, ladies. Oh, we're an empire. Tell us about all your channels. Uh, we have themidart.com, right? where we publish constantly. We live in a newsletter which you can sign up to on themidult.com. We're at the Midult on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Mm. And we were featured in an article together, was it last year, in the 
Times or the Telegraph saying this is the new middle age, this is new defining of middle age. They've got a website called The Middle, they've got a podcast called The Scummy Mummies, and that was there was a nice start of that conversation. Back yeah, except we never use the term middle age oh. because it's so triggering, it's completely banned, as is midlife. Yes, yeah. because I think that a lot of women, um, you know, of our age uh, think that sheer willpower can keep it at bay because it's such. An unaspirational thing. Mm. Desperate middle-aged women, which men will often talk about. So we talk yeah. about grown-up women. Yeah. And what we found is, um, even though most a lot of our audience are 35 to 44, which we are, which is what we expected, the fastest-growing bit is 25 to 35, which is weird and a thrill. Mm. It's like we've got our big girl pants on, we're talking about, you know, what's in the post, and they want to know. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's really interesting, because it, it's sort of like looking up to the cool girls at school. Well, that's what I think. Rather than looking down, going, that's the valley of death, and that's, that's, it. that's a slow road. <laughs> To, well, don't you think we're, know, slight, but we're slightly educated to think that the, 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 the kernel of any cultural conversation has to happen in extreme youth? Mm. Whereas, in fact, when you are at school and you're 12, you don't care what the nine year olds are doing, you want to know what the 15 year olds are doing. Yeah. Also, it's a mindset, isn't it? We're, we're all hyper connected. We can look on the internet and find out you know, what 18 year olds are doing. Yeah. We don't really want to, but we could. Do you think, though, just to be devil's advocate, is that because I, I recently like said, I, I mentioned I was middle aged to someone, I think it was my mum, and she went, You're not middle aged. No, I was like, no, I, I literally am. Like, I'm nearly 41. I'm going to yeah, die. It officially in like, starts at 35. You know, yeah. yeah. Like, it's, so, you yeah, know. I'm halfway through, Mum. Where does that <laughs> yeah, leave you, yeah, Mum? Yeah. That's not worry about you. Yeah, yeah, let's not make this about you. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's an argument that, why are we so afraid of using that word? Like, why shouldn't we sort of embrace because it? Because it's well, so triggering, you know? Mm. I just think, I think maybe at some point, you know, we could reclaim middle age, but before right. that, we're going to have to reinvigorate it. Yeah, It's so loaded with irrelevance, isn't it? It's like, well, you know, you walk in, and certain age, women become extinguished, you no longer see them anymore, men become distinguished, but, you know, we, our grey beards are not celebrated. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very it's expensive to maintain my grey beard. Well, exactly. The long grey beard of wisdom. Yes, yeah. exactly. Which my, mine's not on my face. Because <laughs> okay. so, as, as usual, Helen has, has written uh, a little running order of some questions here, and here's, here's a classic Helen Thorne typo. You've written, uh, "Do you think everyone that. is whinging?" Yes, it? we did love that. Did you mean to write "winging it"? We, yes, I did, <laughs> and, we bloody, and we bloody loved it. We were like. We do agree that people, we do think that people are winging it and whinging it. And winging it. And winging it all the time. Mostly like, oh, my back, or how did I hurt my shoulder, or God. Yeah, Yeah. and also, I mean, because I think... And also permanently slightly sorry, and also permanently slightly needing to pee. I'm always (laughs) needing to pee. Those are three permanent things, aren't they? I'm just always tired. When do we not feel tired? too tired to answer that question. Yeah. (laughs) And there's got to be an end to the tiredness, right? Oh, death. <laughs> it's clearly death. Just when we can nap all the time. I still have these fantasies about living out my sixties and seventies in the south of France, just being mildly. But it's kids. That's why we're and, tired. Yeah, sort of napping on the And I have to say that on, on the middle, we don't we don't talk about kids ever at all. Mm, they have been lovingly removed from the conversation. Because mm. I didn't know you had children from what you read, and it was only because we have sort of mutual friends that they said, oh, no, they've got kids. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting because you, you, you're you not letting that define... No, we just thought wouldn't it be nice if there's somewhere where it's irrelevant mm. if you do or you don't. And also I went through a really painful period of desperately wanting a child, not knowing if I was going to have a child. And it meant that every time I saw a nappy advert, I had to turn it off. Every time I saw a pregnant woman, I had this sort of internal monologue of hate. And I just thought... We don't want to stab those people every time they look at what we're doing. Yeah. And we did um, a lot of, you know, we didn't have a boardroom, but we did have a kitchen. So we did lots of sort of dinners to try and research, you know, with our, with our, with our 
people what they might want to hear about before we launched. And we realised there was this really... There was this big gulf between married women with children. Oops, I got pregnant on the sofa kind of thing. Mm. And women well, over 40. Speaking of which, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> about where you're sitting now, Annabelle. Uh, it's at and, least and, one of them. And, and women who didn't have kids, not because they didn't want kids, but because it hadn't happened and felt incredibly ashamed and unlovable. And because of what I've been through, um, and I, you know, I, I got Bluey in the end. I had him by myself. I'm a solo mother. Um, I really didn't want to do that to other women. And also, we could be about identity, so we could leave with something nutritious that wasn't around. And also, there's so much great stuff. I mean, you guys owning the field so you know yeah exactly um, there's great stuff around it so we thought no absolutely because you've got your young you've got your young bloggers who are just doing stuff about being young and and then and then there is the the mum bloggers and there's certain you know sex or sex sets on instagram <laughs> yeah, she's got no it on the brain there's no i haven't had sex for, for a couple of weeks i'm really <laughs> really would like some um if anyone's up listeners if you'd like to have sex with Helen Thorne oh. just email scummymummiespodcast at gmail.com with your name and length um, <laughs> possibly yes, girth possibly girth I mean there's not much you can do with a straw Ellie yes. or perhaps you're a woman and you'd like to lend your husband out for the night save, you, save yourself a job oh, or, or is... even the lady I'm not fussy yeah no I'm really not, not, not since university. we were talking the other day we were saying would you rather have sex every night for a year or never again. And it was a really hard Ooh. question. Oh, oh, who's it with? I mean... And Emily went to a dinner and then some, you know, some some mother was very proud of herself and they were talking about having they had sex and she went, every night, ladies. And everyone went, oh, God, poor you. <laughs> oh, no. Give it a rest. Oh. feel like a heifer. Oh. Just, just a machine. And also oh, just a machine. All that, all that, you know, muck. Oh, well, you don't like the muck, I don't do you? Like I do not like the squelch myself. No, no. The next day, no. Oh, oh, it's part of the fun. <laughs> yeah, I like a squelch. Oh, see, this is it. We're it's finding out everyone's having I think nice it's a nice time. It's a good distraction from the other damp patch on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're a squirter. <laughs> Jesus, what is he made of? Just old bath water. Yeah. Oh, um, he's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just going back to what you said a minute ago, Annabelle, I know you use the term solo parent. Is yeah. that a deliberate choice and not single parent? Yeah, it is. I've got a problem with the word single anyway, because I think it's sort of, you know, it's it's all about, you know, the shelf and the unplucked flower narrative of a millennia. So I think independent would be a really good replacement for single. Mm. But solo, because single, maybe a single mother has a whiff of something not having worked. Maybe it was, a, you know, it was a divorce or it was a one night stand. Whereas solo motherhood is a choice in itself. It's a different dream. Mm. So I think that, you know, I that's what I use. Yeah, mm. I like it. It has a ring of someone who's crossed the Atlantic. It's a, a voyage. Yeah, like exactly. it. it's exactly. a solo voyage. Yeah. Yeah. Solo voyage. And solo. I was thinking, yes. you know, yeah. sexy, strong, hands out with hairy creatures. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> you were in the, uh, exactly, in the partnership. Yeah. Oh. Or you could say you're the layer. I, I, could... I say you're a princess layer. Oh, oh my goodness. Who's yeah. the tall gold one? You can be him. Oh, yes, definitely. (laughs) Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. Uh, yeah, has, has solo parenting been what you expected? 
I don't know if parenting is ever what you expect, is it? Mm. Um, I my my child has a father, but we've never been together. So actually, it's like a very happy divorce. So I get every other weekend off. What's happened? I found I've had to be very very grown up about money because that's mm. got really scary, and about energy and trying to make sure that I can manage the tiredness. Um, but it's made me a sort of touch point for other women who are thinking of doing it by themselves, really doing it by themselves. And sometimes the doorbell will ring and there will be somebody standing there. Mm. Um, <laughs> that sounds really sinister. It does sound really sinister. Who's standing there around the bell holding some pin bags and a rope and a shovel? Yeah, saying either I'm thinking of doing this, what, you know, what, what, what do I need to know? Or saying... I've done it and I'm incredibly anxious and sort of in tears yeah. and you know, let's talk about it. And mm. I love that. And you know what? There are six women in my immediate address book who've had babies with sperm donors. It's like the, properly the next wave. And also from my point of view, it's interesting to separate a parental fit from a romantic fit. Because one thing I did think being a solo mother was this must cause fucking chaos in a relationship. Mm. Mm. I mean, it doesn't, I it doesn't improve it. <laughs> wouldn't say you have more sex after you had a no. baby. I don't know usually. anyone who said um, who's yeah. had a child going, this baby's been the best thing for our relationship. You don't Nobody. go on more mini breaks. No. Row less. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. We feel a connection like we've never felt before. Um, no, you, you've hit the nail on the head. It's yeah. fucking hard. So I take the rough yeah. with the smooth, you know. Yeah, so yeah. sometimes it's lonely and sometimes it's just a blessing because it's peaceful. Yeah, mm. you're a fucking brilliant mother though and he's a mm-hmm. delight and it's wonderful. And it yeah. makes me happy every day. Oh, you see, we love Go each on, other. get off each other. So, Annabelle, so you know, you, you just mentioned you sometimes have people turn up on your doorstep and they say, Look, I'm thinking of doing solo parenting. What do I need to know? What do they need to know? What do they need to know? They need to know that single pregnancy is by far the weirdest part. Really? Of being a solo mother, yeah, because you know when you're pregnant, your body has its own narrative, and and people don't really are not ready to understand that there's no one by your side, and there's also not a baby in your arms yet. So that's a really strange time. So don't panic because that's kind of as weird as it gets about the soloness. Um, all married women will tell you that men are useless, and um, it's no hard to do it by yourself. And they're completely wrong, but there's no point in being bitter and cross about that. But they will also tell you that it's a great privilege to be able to focus on your child, not have to have someone to entertain and have sex with and amuse and pander to. And they are right about that. Mm. So that's the kind, that's the kind of rough and the smooth. Um, if you've got any money at all when you're pregnant, buy yourself one nice thing, because you're really not going to have any money for a really long time. And I bought myself a present when I was pregnant. What did you get? I bought myself a watch. Nice. Because I like wearing watches. It's broken. The fucking thing's broken. I can't afford to get it fixed. Um, but I, I, I bought myself... Because you know, cause the thing is, is, you know, I think this is true probably of, of having a baby in any circumstance, but you've just become bottom of your own list for a really, really long time. Um, and... Um, I would always say that the money, for me, the money side of things was far and away the most stressful part. You've just got to be very, very grown up about that. Um, also, there isn't a stigma. So there just isn't. Mm. People are usually thrilled. It's a story. People love a story. They're thrilled mm. to hear that. So that there's, 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 no, there's no shame. Um, I would say um, be careful about getting too tired because there's no one sitting right there to say you're too tired. So look after that. And if you, feel, if you start to feel mad, then talk about the madness shame will really be your enemy if you're doing this by yourself because mm. then you can isolate yourself and, and end up sort of locked in a corner and certainly for me and this is part of where the middle came from I would say to them that once you emerge from the baby bubble and I think the baby bubble lasts about 18 months you will suddenly be confronted by your own ambition 
because mm. it's just you and you're locked and loaded to do something. And for me, it was the medal with Emily. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah. I want that frame, Dilly. I don't I know. know. It's, it's, a, it's a brilliant. Is yeah. how, long, how, long, how long have you been like work wives? Well, officially. officially yes. Um, uh, officially two years just over. Yeah. And we wanted to do something for, our, for ourselves as well. I mean, you know, what about your experience with the pay rise? Well, <clears throat> so when I was, I had a, a very, very tough job and I was in the office at seven every day and uh, my children were three and one. So it was pretty hardcore. The trenches and time. The trenches time. And, um, and it just, people started to leave. And so I was doing so much work. And, I and was also like, Emily's talent is to, one of her many, many talents is to make other people look good. She can make people, she can turn people into stars. It's a, you know, hugely valuable, beautiful thing. Oh, Go on. that's the kind of thing. Anyway, so I, I, and my personality started to mal- malfunction, which is a sort of posh way of saying I was having a fucking nervous breakdown. <laughs> and I started hearing voices and, uh, and telling me I was a terrible mother and, uh, and, and I was in the loo having panic attacks at work and then going back to my desk and kind of being kind of, you know, a pretend grown up. Um, and so I thought, okay, if I am going to have a nervous breakdown, they might as well pay me more for it. So I went and said, uh, can I have some more money? Which, you, you know, as anyone know, anyone listening who's ever asked for more money for anything, you know, I, everybody I know is so afraid to charge. It is incredibly, it's incredibly tough. And they said, no. And so I said, oh, okay, well, then I'm going to go. And then they went, no, 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 we'll give you the money. And mm. I was like, oh, I just, you just don't think that I was, you didn't think at that moment that I was worth holding on to. Mm. And they, you know, they wanted to, they didn't think that I was a star. They wanted to, um, they wanted me to turn other people into stars, but they weren't ready to support me. And so, you know, I left. Cool. Yeah, she was ready to be the star in her own sky. At what point did you sit down? Was that together when you sat down together and went, right, this is what we're going to do and this is what it's going to be? Or did it evolve? Or how did it all come about? Well, it partly came back from, from, from the summer of anxiety and all those women saying how mm. incredibly frightened they were. And also because there was this idea of midlife crisis and this idea of everybody rebelling against the label of middle age. We just thought, hang on, is it a midlife crisis or is it actually a series of crossroads? It's all very well to talk about the macro and great big, you know, life choices like solo motherhood or whatever or changing a job or a divorce or whatever it might be but what about the granular nature of our days those tiny little moments in the day when we're just fucking triggered and one minute you're you know full of joy the next minute you're completely despairing despairing or in my case incredibly angry it was really about that wasn't it and also we suddenly thought okay so with our kind of people as we call them um we felt like there was something in the venn diagram where in the middle bit where potential met anxiety yeah something that happened and lived and could be you know brewed and looked at more closely in the middle isn't that right yeah and I think the fact is that we had you know our kids are well for me at a certain age where I had some more space in my brain and I thought you know I want to do something for me Mm. that's about me and I don't mean kind of you know the Emily show but I or you know but I I meant as in that that reflected how I was feeling inside and that I could communicate it out into the world and that someone else could take the bat on and run because with it, nobody is... was talking to us the way that we talked to each other it mm. just wasn't there yeah mm. and it is such a weird shift of identity when you do go through motherhood or this time of our lives let's not just yeah. say it's just you know we have these feelings exclusively as 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 mothers, mothers. but i just remember i met ellie when the boys were because our boys are born 11 days apart at 18 months and i was up breastfeeding and I how just, did you meet we met doing stand-up oh and it was my first gig back after six years and being a mother and I just remember 
being up late at like three in the morning going what actually makes me happy what do I really really want you know I've felt the the absolute lowest of lows I was like I need to be I need to be on the stage I need to do it and I booked the gig and met Ellie and that was it that's there amazing. was this, it was that kind of moment and I think you're right you just reach for something that's not not just not just wet wipes and muslin squares like you want something more so I had a similar epiphany where I was like Oh, I do like going to the pub. I should get a job where you get to go to a pub and do it in a pub. That's what I'll do. And now we do. That's yeah. our life. We're, just, we're often driving, you know, down the motorway. Obviously, Ellie's dad's driving us going, we're getting paid money for this. This is, we have created this around the kitchen table and this yeah. is now well, our life. So did we. And I think the other thing is that, you know, you do fight to, if, especially if you invest a huge amount in your family and work, which I know everybody here does, that, you know, it's hard to extricate yourself. Like, who are you, are you between wife, mother, sister, daughter, you know, parent, you know, um, employee, etc. Because we and, should say that on the middle, there are no husbands either. Mm. So there are no children, but there are also no husbands because, you know, it's not about somebody's wife or him indoors no. or a better half or a worse half or... Mm. Yeah. It's, a, it's about being who you are, you know, if you want to be schmaltzy. Mm. So your background is, is beauty, Annabelle, you know? No, that. it's not. Oh, okay. My background is, um, well, my background's interviewing. That's how I, oh, that's okay. how I, that's how I sort of got going was I, I was the one that did the 3,000 word celebrity interviews twice a week oh, right. at the evening standard yeah oh, right. and um, and the beauty column which I still do which I love um, came about because they I think they kind of wanted someone who would write about beauty who wasn't a beauty journalist oh. and that's still how I write about it so you'll, you'll never hear you know <coughs> from my pen um, you know a slick of gloss and you're good to go yeah. it's all about when you're feeling you know furious or sweaty or in a hurry or despairing mm. or exhausted and I just think that you know beauty products about you know how you feel yeah because you for, for, for a solo mother of a four year old you don't look as tired as you should do what are you putting on your face ah what am I putting on my face or what am I putting in my face ah. um, I, I use what I use what I'm sent I mean um, I at the moment do you want to know yeah, yeah. at the moment um, I've hit upon like the world's best cleanser do you know when you suddenly think oh you try something you think I haven't had a spot and I don't look grey and, and it's doctor Dennis Gross Alpha Beta Cleanser I think it's called okay and it's not cheap but it's not like stupid money and it lasts for months use a tiny dot invisible to the naked eye and so I really believe that if your skin's not clean you might as well not bother with anything else Mm. it'll just sit, yeah. sit on top and I was using hot cloth and a balm and that was fine but like, I need something a bit with a bit more muscle so that is really great and um, I also really like a facial oil and there's a company called Votary, which is which specialises in oils. And they now do a night oil with retinol that I'm using, which I really Ooh. like. And also an eye oil, which is really nice. An eye oil? Mm. Oh, oil on my eyes. I don't I know, know about no, that. Do you, know do you know what? Do you know what? It doesn't go in your eyes. Actually, it's it's a rollerball. I don't want greasy eyes. At night? Well, it doesn't matter, that. really. But, depend, but it, also, it depends, how, <laughs> depends how thirsty your eyes are. Your eyes might be parched and suck the oil in Ooh. I don't know I haven't spoken to them recently I <laughs> shout see if they're thirsty that's and good then, though so grease yep, up your eyes yeah grease up your eyes and then I'm using a um, I'm using a moisturiser from a brand called Drunk Elephant that's just come over from New York and I for years I've been using Bobbi Brown moisturising balm which is not a foundation but it's you know a little bit got a little bit more muscle in the tinted moisture it's a really nice texture and I think that if I look alive that's why I look alive oh, it's great it's great oh. that he's branched out as well I mean it is I know. his prerogative um, <laughs> <laughs> always do that joke when we always, do always. I don't know they like it uh, a 
don't think you need to spend a million pounds on moisturiser. I don't think you need to spend a lot of money on moisturiser. One that I um, discovered and that Emily and I now both keep going back to is an M&S one from their Formula range. Oh, is it the night one? I've yes. got the night one. So it's good. Very and nice. You know, and I also, also, wouldn't it be nice if your skin's needs were dictated by it rather than by what you could afford? Mm. And it's 22 quid, which means you can be quite generous with it. Yeah. You know, rather than using, you know, tiny, yes. tiny sort of tiny Dots. dots. Yeah. Um, you can put it, it on your eyes if you want greasy eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you can put it on your eyes. You can put it anywhere you put want. Put it on your ass, Ellie. Um, I, I like an Aldi night cream. It's about £1.49. And that was, that was, that was my favourite thing in the summer because we were driving to a camping uh, holiday festival and I picked it up and it was delicious. Yeah. Really, really, really Aldi are really clever. They're and really disruptively clever. And, and also the day cream. I was like... That was three quid for my, my day cream and my night cream, and it's good. And again, because it was my pound fifty, I could just get my finger in deep and slather it yeah. in. That's very good. You really want to feel like you've got a kind of good layer on, mm. and if you're just eking it out, it just feels a bit sort of no, like, no. You feel it makes it, you feel a bit shit about yourself, isn't it? That you don't deserve to kind of slick yourself up exactly grease yourself up properly yeah I'm just know. looking at you dripping mazola in the swimming in olive oil as you oh, I'm going to get you some of this oh, oh wow just put it in like a little dish like you're dipping your bread but just dip your eyes and your face <laughs> just get a pair of swimming goggles yes all the oil in but I have to say if you want tips to the eye if you want tips my biggest problem with sun cream was it always went in my fucking eyes and I'd be blinking like a sort of maximatosis and I discovered this sun cream which I used on my kid all summer. I put it on in the morning, and and he's white blonde. This child in extreme Mediterranean like sun, like an Aryan prince. Yeah. Yes, half Jewish Aryan yeah. prince. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and uh, and then and did put it for the rest of the day. And he was in the pool. He never burned. It's called Ultra Sun, oh. and it was developed for, for for sportsmen. And you put it on. It, it looks like an orb that goes on like a gel, and then you're just done. Oh. And it never goes in your eyes ever, ever, ever. Awesome. Because oh. I like a bit of P20. I do like. Yes, a bit I of do. P20. Like that P20. Yeah. but it is it's slightly oily it's quite so tacky probably not for my eyes but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, say hello to a new era of mental health care cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100 online you'll experience the all-new cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. 
But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Chat done. Yes. Let's get into it then. Let's let's do some proper book chat. So this is your book. So it's called I'm Absolutely Fine: A Manual for Imperfect Women. What's what's it all about, Emily? Well, it is about how we feel at any given point in the day. It is a starts off by throwing out the question: Where are the grown-ups? Because I think the idea that there's that always that horrifying moment, isn't there, when you're in a room and someone asks you a question, like you've just done, and you all look around <laughs> to find who is the most grown-up person who could answer it, and you realise that person is supposed to be you, and you think, fuck. And I think that um, the idea is is to to make people, to connect people with all of the different indignities that we're feeling on their daily life, and to make them go sigh with recognition and be happy that somebody has heard them. Mm. There's a lot of joy in the book. That's there's, It's not just, uh, you know, whinge, hashtag whinging it. <laughs> <laughs> but there's light and shade. I'm getting that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there are sort of, you know, there, there's sort of quite lyrical essays that might be quite grief-filled or might be about anxiety, might be about loneliness, but also might be about joy. And then these mad listicles um, and, and little you know, short, sharp funnies. But it isn't just um, the misery. My favourite part of the book is when you talk about someone saying, oh, you look tired. Yes. Because that's my mother-in-law's catchphrase. Yes. She says that to everyone. We'll go out, we'll be out at the cafe in Melbourne and she go, oh, she looks tired. Oh, you look tired. And what she's actually saying, as you say quite rightly in the book, is you look fucking awful. Why You say look it? dreadful, you know. And it's like, and as you say in the book, you know you're tired. You don't yeah. need someone to say that you look I agree. like a piece of I shit. I always think if they're going to bother, they might as well say you look exhausted because at least yeah. it's a bit more romantic and consumptive. Yeah. And sort of yeah. You look like a starving Victorian child who's just been <laughs> sent yeah. up a chimney. Yeah. yeah. Do you prefer that? I remember someone saying that to me who had said it to me quite a lot and I just said, I am tired. I, I, I look... Therefore, I am. You know, I yeah. yes, yes, I look tired because I am tired. I don't know what you want me to say yeah. anymore to this. Also, I don't know what to do. I've got small children. I think this is pretty standard. Yeah, because yeah. I'm sort of alright with it. This is my face right now. Yeah. Yeah. If someone says you look tired, the answer is really, and what's your point? Yeah, yeah. What? But also, there is that thing where you look in the mirror every day for two years. And you think, I look tired today. I look tired. I look tired today, and you realise it's just your face now. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I would say I think I think in defence of it, I think it often comes from a place of love and it's someone who's trying to say um i'm paying attention to you and i'm observing you and i'm here for you but they're doing it badly yeah so it's just stop lazy. doing that <laughs> i think it's lazy <laughs> they're not saying you look tired here let me take your children and send you to the bahamas for a week yeah are they yeah. they're just saying you look tired yeah ha <laughs> <laughs> yeah also when they it's also when the head it's slightly cocked as they look at yeah. you sympathetically mm. and you just think oh, you are universal not, language of pity you head are to not, one side you're not really winning at life right now you know yeah. hashtag well, this, is it. this is what I found like in your reading your book and I you know I did like the furious nodding and, and laughing but I you know I'm, I'm nearly 40 and like when my mum was this age she didn't look like me she wasn't getting pissed and throwing up outside of 
taxis and things like that. She was she was making the house neat. There were doilies and every all the silver was polished. And I, I feel like it's sort of weird getting to that age where you remember your mum at that sort of time and you're not her. Well, that's why we called it the medal because it was meant to be a new definition for a new generation. And when we started, we had two... I'm going to say internal taglines, and you're going to make a joke about internal. I mean, well, <laughs> not now. You fucking ruined the set. Sorry, we had two internal She's taglines. She's too clever, Ellie. She's so and, clever. Um, and one was "We are not our mothers," and yeah. the other one was "Fuck the teenagers." Yeah. So it really was about the newness of what it is to be, you know, maybe nearly forty. Yeah. Now. And we grew up with the internet, and so we are hyper connected and digitally engaged, etc. Mm. And yet, there's nothing outside us that reflects our lives. So still, when people think, oh. You know, let's uh, depict a forty-five-year-old woman. There's the waterfall cardigan, and you know the the tired face, the, the arga, the yeah. know, maybe a tenor lady in yes. the background. Arga and a waterfall cardigan as well is a very dangerous combination. Highly <laughs> <laughs> inflammable <laughs> situation. There goes Cynthia. Yes. One goes. Health and safety alone. That's not a good if idea. If you think about a waterfall cardigan, it is a, it is it is the bastard child of the two most sexless items of clothing on the planet: the cardigan and the shawl. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and yet we're led and to believe that it is the way. Yes. Yeah, it just says defeat. Yeah, oh. they should call it a shardigan. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would be a, that would be a more waterfall is quite a nice word. Shardigan would be. Sh- uh, yeah. it sounds like charlatan, which I yeah, like. Yeah, because yeah. no, you are good. trying to hide something. Yeah, we're going to so, bring it back. So, is there a middle manifesto, if you like? What's you know. We have so many mantras, right? Which are oh, so, so many. I mean, you know, part of them, part of them are in are in the chapter titles of the book. So we wanted to reskin it so it wasn't quite so sort of cliched and trendy. So there is a chapter on body image, but it's called "Does this straight jacket make me look fat?" Mm. <laughs> and then you have the chapter on anxiety is called "What the wild thoughts are." The one on sex is called "What could possibly go wrong?" The one on relationships is called "I think." It's not me, it's you. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it fucking is. I know. Yeah. Why do we have to take the blame? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are your mantras? It's almost Onwards always not me. sideways. Never ever give up on your hair. Smile while you still have teeth. <laughs> I think it's great. I, yeah, I, I absolutely love reading it. And I think everyone should buy it for themselves, sure. But do buy it for your friends as well. And what's next then? What's next for the middle? What do you want to do? Um... Maybe write something for Telly that you know, st- you know, maybe continues to, you know, lift the veil of silence that you know covers our inner lives. Yeah, mm. something maybe might something about dramary comedy for Telly. Yeah, um, but also because I've worked with brands for so many years, you know, what's happening is that brands are suddenly starting to realise retailers that um, everyone's been going millennials, millennials, millennials for the last five years, but. Millennials basically are quite disloyal and don't spend money. Mm. Whereas middults who are buying cross-generationally, let's say I bought a pair of Stan Smiths, you wouldn't know if it was for me, my mother, my you know teenage sister, my child, whatever. Yeah. You know, we're a portal to spend. So they're now interested in grown-up women and mm. we're working with some of them to start to ignite that conversation so that women don't feel quite so ignored. And then, you know, I want to finally go back into Topshop and when I have actually can afford their their jeans and their, their fancy jackets and their things. Um, but, but, but I, you know, and especially being a size 18 woman, often you go into the shop and the, the clothes would finish at a size 16. It's mm. like, I have money. It's my oh, what are you complaining about? you got shardigans. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I said they're, they're, they're one size fits all. You've got plenty of shardigans <laughs> yeah, to choose right. from. Yeah, m have all my money. <laughs> a friend of ours was saying the other day that she, and a fabulous friend, very fashion forward and gorgeous, but in her 50s, and she was in Topshop and she uh, bought a top and the sales girl said oh um is that for your daughter 
<gasps> Which made me cross for so many reasons because what if she doesn't have kids? For yeah. one. Yes. For yeah. one. That's yeah. so insulting. Apart from, and then do you know what she did which is very cool? She said, she panicked and said, yes it is. Walked away walked back and said I just need you to know that I lied it's not for my daughter it's actually for me and the girl was great apparently and was very like oh my goodness I didn't mean to you know it was just a sort of poor instinct which is yeah. but you know you feel like that that's sort of everywhere I did have a very bad experience in H&M Kids today uh, in Blue Water where I went and they have a they have a t-shirt with a shiny green and blue sequin T-Rex one of the ones you can rub the sequins and it changes <gasps> colour and it says in sequins shine bright like a dino <laughs> and it only goes up to size 7 to 8 and I nearly burnt the shop down I was like, what do you mean my son won't wear this I want this for me Maybe. Oh. oh well, there we go. I think we've solved solved all the problems of the world. This I is, think this is so. A wonderful thing. <laughs> yes, done. Great. Uh, well, shall we have a scummy mummy confession? Yes, please. Now, do our guests have have, have a story of parenting failure to share? Well, uh, you know what? They're not dissimilar. Yeah, because we are swearers. Mm. Um, and so, uh, mine was um, hearing my eighteen-month-old um, say from the back of the car. Fucking aunt. <laughs> and then I thought, I Mummy. need to do something about the road rage. I need to do something about the road rage. There is control. something about the car, though, that does make you it want does. to swear a lot. And I don't even drive. And then he said to me, Morrissey, when he could talk, why did you just say prick? I said, I said he was quick. I said, that man was quick. Yes. He was a massive quick. That's right. <laughs> Look at yes. that quick. Uh, what about you, Emily? Uh, so mine is my, uh, my lovely husband's uh, parents are very genteel uh, rural Wiltshire and my seven year old daughter when she was seven uh, got up from the lovely Arga Arga heated kitchen table and said I'm just going to go and take a piss (laughs) 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 wonderful wonderful and and my husband has never looked prouder (laughs) (laughs) I did this I created this this is mine well, there we go. Um, yes, so your book, One More Time, which is called I'm Absolutely Fine, A Manual for Imperfect Women, is out now. It is yes. out now. Available. Yeah. Everywhere. Uh, everywhere. All um, good bookshops. And, 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 and some shitty ones. <laughs> um, Are there shitty bookshops? Oh, <laughs> never, never. Where can people find you and follow you? They can follow at www.middle.com. Does anyone say www.middle.com? Helen does. Helen does. Get out the wall. Okay. www. Because people just would not, they'll never find your website. So she can't right? say it. Okay. <laughs> Themiddle.com. Themiddle.com. Mm-hmm. On Instagram, at themiddle.com. No, no. <laughs> Fucking She's hell. not even. Have you tried? ever been on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> I know how this works. The Digital internet. business. Yeah. Okay, okay. at the <laughs> At the Midelt on Instagram and Twitter. Okay. Easy peasy. Yes. God, I'm of course really you, sorry. <laughs> you can find... <laughs> it's yourself, you've embarrassed. Don't apologise to me. Um, you have spiked my lemongrass. <laughs> Too much lemongrass. Yes, exactly. <laughs> of course, you can find us at www.scummingmummies.com. Exactly. Yeah, we're, leading, and... we're leading a new trend. <laughs> Uh, not enough W's in the world Ellie and then of course we're on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at scummymummies.net.co.uk.biz exactly (laughs) (laughs) and of course we are touring all over the shop all over the country up and down we've got wonderful Christmas shows a lot have sold out so do check scummymummies.com for details our book is still in print I believe so and it's quite at a discounted price (laughs) Uh, so you know 
don't don't embarrass us. Uh, uh, just 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 buy it. Well, Annabelle and Emily from the Middle, you've been amazing guests. Thank, Thank you, you for so having much. us. Oh, oh. That was so brilliant. Thank you. Oh. We love you guys. We love women, and we love that you're sweary old hornbags as well. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. And one of you's a squirter. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. Bye. So um, yesterday, Helen and I were lucky enough to be invited to the Radio 2 Hyde Park Festival. So yeah, it was a lovely day. But people kept telling me that you were going to the toilet. Like, it started with you. You'd be like, I'm just going for a piss. And I'd be like, okay, like, I, 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 you're not my child. I'm a four-year-old woman. That's all right. Go for a piss. And then other people start going, um, Helen's just gone for a piss. <laughs> And I'd be like, I know I have mum. I don't. I just don't care. Like if she get if she gets lost and falls in the ditch, it's a Radio Two Hyde Festival. What what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Michael Ball's going to fondle her. Yeah. I mean, it's all fine. Oh, that's and nice. that Hoping. again is highly unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> um, in itself. Yeah. Oh dear, it was a delightful day, and I didn't spew, which I did after their book launch. So, I <laughs> is mean, that your confession that yes. you spewed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I actually spewed at your your book launch. At- well, no, in the bar next door. <laughs> I thought it was in the cab on the way home. Was that as well? No, it did a pre pre spew. Yeah. What's that? Do you spew and then keep drinking? Yes. Tactical <laughs> chundering. <laughs> my God, not since university. <laughs> oh my God, you're my hero. Uh, but it was not a good choice, Annabelle. It was not. Uh, but anyway, what I had a, a lo- shocker! Lovely time. I had a lovely time. I'd usually that always goes really well. <laughs> <laughs> if it was good enough for the Romans, it's good enough for me. Uh, anyway, oh. I had a great time. Yeah, so thank you again. They're doing the... so well. That empire's <laughs> doing really well. That's, Get the to the vomitarium. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.